All right. So now, this morning, I want to uh, continue our talk on the Apostles' Creed. All right? This is this thing that we have everybody stand up and say every Sunday. We're taking, we're going through and teaching on it. Now, we're not really teaching it in great depth. The truths that are in this creed uh, would take months of really in-depth teaching to try and really explain all the facets and the ins and outs uh, of this to people. We're kind of just doing a 30,000-foot view of this thing, okay? But uh, the, uh, the scripture that we're using is in Second Peter, the first chapter, verse 12. So I will always remind you of these things, Peter writes, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. In other words, what he's saying is, look, even I know you know this stuff, you need to hear it again. And there's all kinds of people in our congregations. You know, some, some of you guys, you know this stuff better than I do. You can preach it better than I do. Uh, you know, some of you are pretty new at, at your faith and you don't really understand this. This is really good for you. And there's others of you that you're not even devout Christians at this point. You know, you're just kind of checking stuff out. And that's fine. And we're glad that you're here. But then, so we're just kind of going through this in a very general sense and explaining some of these phrases. All right? Now, we ended last week with... Uh, he will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. The next phrase in the creed is, we believe in the Holy Spirit. A very short phrase, but extremely powerful. This is what changes everything. This is one of the major differences of Christianity than of every other religion in the world. Remember, we talked about the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All God, but in three different versions. People say, how is that possible? We use the analogy of water. Water is what? H2O. Steam is what? H2O. Ice, H2O. Okay? And eventually, it'll melt back into water and flood all the people in Illinois. <laughs> That's terrible, but they are going to get flooded. There's a lot of snow, I'm telling you. They're in for a shocker already. They're worried about it. It's good to be at the top of the line when it starts melting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so, uh, <laughs> God bless the Illinois people, yeah, so, uh, um, so, but it's all God, okay, God, the Father is God, Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, it is God alive and living amongst us, and this is extremely powerful, Okay? Without the Holy Spirit, we are like virtually every other religion where we believe in God out there somewhere. And we believe in, you know, this out there. And we're praying to that out there. And hopefully out there will show up once in a while down here. But it's all out there. No, 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 no. We're not experiencing God out there. We're experiencing God right here, right now, because God is in our midst right at this very moment by the power of his Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. In fact, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I, I, I wish Jesus was here. Wouldn't it be great if Jesus was right here and we could just see Jesus? Apparently people from the South talk about it. Couldn't see Jesus right here because I, I just know it'd be wonderful. You know, listen, Jesus said, it's better for you that I go. Amen. That's what he told his disciples. I think, what, 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 what do you mean? He says, look, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. What does that mean? That means that God would be right here. You'd have to stand in line to experience God right here. He says, if I get out of here, then the Holy Spirit will come. Why couldn't they both be the same? I don't know. You can ask him someday. 
All I know is that's what he said. He said, it's better that I get out of here because as soon as I get out of here, the Holy Spirit can come, which is still God. And now you can experience God for real in your life. When we talk about Christianity, we're not talking about just some philosophy, okay? We're not talking just about a way of life. We're not talking about some rituals and rules or whatever. We're talking about God, here, now, present, powerful in your life. As real and as powerful as if Jesus was standing here right now. That's what we're talking about. Now, a lot of people haven't experienced much of this, and that's why we're talking about this. But this is what we're talking about when we say we believe in the Holy Spirit. It is this presence and this power of God that changes people's lives that put their faith in Christ. See, Christianity isn't about a bunch of rules and, and relig- uh, rituals and stuff like that. Without the Holy Spirit prevalent in a church, then that church is just dead, boring, mechanical, and pathetic. And there's a lot of them, sad to say. A lot of us were raised in churches like that. Sad to say, God bless them, we're glad they're there. But man, it's like Ichabod, which is the Old Testament phrase for the glory has departed. It's like every service is a funeral. You know, they're saying the right words. In fact, they say some of the exact same words we say. They do the right things. In fact, they do some of the exact same things that we do. But when you walk in, it is dead. Because the Holy Spirit has been pushed out a long time ago. It all became about the rituals and the rules and the traditions. And the Holy Spirit, though they still acknowledge, is not active and present. Without that, you are just talking a dead hollow version of Christianity. And sadly, a lot of them have convinced people that that's all that's mattered. As long as you do the rituals and follow the rules, you'll make it. But they are not telling them the truth. They think it's the truth. They're not intentionally being a sinner, but they're just wrong. Jesus said, unless you've been born again, if you haven't had God come into your life and change you and breathe his life into you, then what you've got is jack squat. You've got a form of godliness, a form of religion. You've got a form of Christianity. But you don't got the real deal if you're not connected with and experiencing God. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about not believing in the Holy Spirit out there somewhere. We're talking about experiencing. We believe God is right here, right now, in our midst, transforming people's lives. It's why people, when people talk about this, they use phrases that we've heard for, you know, centuries, you know. I once was blind, but now I see. I've seen the light, you know. Just the dramatic transformations and the stories that you hear. People's lives. There's people sitting around you right now. Some of them were hopeless people. Lost, mean, alcoholic, mean, beaten people, stealing, lying, cheating, immoral people. All are the... If you knew some of the people sitting around you right now, you'd, you'd move over a little. <laughs> it's true. Some of us were just bad, nasty people. And I was at the top of the list, Jack. But when I encountered Christ, it changed my life. It wasn't a philosophy. Oh, I think I believe in Jesus. I like his version of religious philosophy more than anybody else. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking, we have experienced God and are continuing to experience God. It is a life changer. God in us. Say, wow, I haven't experienced it. Well, that's what we're hoping that you will start to experience. And why we're talking about this today. We believe in the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Some of you, 
First time in a church like this. You're coming in and you're already, as soon as they start singing, you feel something in here you have never felt before. You know what that is? That's the presence of God. He's here. Right? Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm right there. Physically? No. By the Holy Spirit. I wish he was here physically. It would make no difference. That's what you don't get. If you think Jesus standing here physically would be more powerful to you than the Holy Spirit, you don't get this. In fact, people who truly get this never think in terms of, gee, I wish I could see Jesus in the natural. It even crosses our mind. We're talking to Jesus all the time. And he's talking to us. We have this connection. We are experiencing the life power, the life force of God is flowing through those who put their faith in Christ and who have received the Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about. And something you don't hear enough of in churches today. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live the Christian life. The truth is, you know, a lot of people struggle trying to live out Christianity. They're good people. They're doing their best, trying not to be mean, trying not to do this. Trying. But I'm telling you, you can't do this on your own. If you're the kind of person that says, you know, Pastor, I just try. I just try, but I can't do it. I just can't do it. I just can't. I'll tell you why you can't do it. Because you're trying to do it. You can't do it. You're right. I can't do it. But God in me can. The power of God is called the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that convinces us of righteousness, of sin, what's right, what's wrong. It's the Holy Spirit that allows us to hear the voice of God. Okay? Now, when I say hear the voice of God, I, I literally mean hear the but not audibly, but you know it's God. God speaking to you. Where he's directing you. Where sometimes it's just a short little phrase like, don't do that. Or, go say hi to that person. Or, help that person. A lot of you have had that. You know what I'm talking about. Jesus said, my people know my voice. And God's speaking. Now, you hear people who say, well, God told me this. And then God told me that. And then God told me this. And God told me that. Those people, I think, are a little nuts. All right? Every voice that comes through your head, every thought you have, isn't God speaking to you. God is not up there just going, blah, 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 all day long into your head. All right? If you think that's God, okay, you should be going to church somewhere else. That's really where you should be going, okay? Because you're not going to like it. I mean, I love you. You want to say I love you, but I'm just, people get mad when I say that. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying you're not going to be happy here because we, we just don't buy into that. I don't think God is just constantly blathering instructions into your brain all day long. All right? But if you're walking with God, he will speak to you. And it's a wonderful, glorious thing. It really is. It's powerful. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about. Because you need to start experiencing this. I think there's still a lot of people that just their version of Jesus is still off in the clouds somewhere. That's not what we're talking about. When we say we believe in the Holy Spirit, we're talking about experiencing God in your life. We're not talking about hearing crazy voices. or and A lot of people pull away from this Holy Spirit stuff because there's a lot of wackadoodles out there just doing stuff dumb as a brick. I don't know if you read in the papers or online, whatever. I think it was on the Drudge Report. <laughs> Some pastor in Nigeria or something was telling the women in his church not to wear underwear because it would hinder the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, I don't know what he's thinking. I just think he likes the idea of women without underwear is what I think. But good, the Holy Spirit doesn't care if you wear underwear. Good grief. And whether you do or don't, I don't want to know, all right? Keep the, please, 
keep that information to yourself. I don't want to know. There are those of us among us that walk very freely. God bless you. Keep that to yourself. It's this everyday presence of God in our life that make this. I'm telling you, it's why we sacrifice. Because at some level, it's really not sacrifice. It's why we give the money we give. Some of us give a lot of money. People who don't understand, why would you give it to them? You'll give God five bucks. That's a big tip for him that day. You know? we, why? Because it's not a big sacrifice to us. We are living the life of God in us. This is powerful stuff. We are experiencing. When you get into this, it changes everything in your life. And there is a peace and a joy that the world will never understand that sets on you when you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. In fact, people will frequently, to a lot of people, I've had it many, many times, will ask you, you know what? What's different about you? There's something different about you. What is that? In fact, if you don't have people asking you that, you either don't have this or you have it and you're not letting it shine. There's that version too. Jesus talked about, don't hide your light. If you know people from time to time going, you know, what is it different about you? You're not letting your light shine. Let it shine. Let the life of God, this presence of the Holy Spirit, because I promise you, when you walk around people who don't know God, they will tell there's something about you different. It might be a, you don't have to be crazy like me, you know, but you, you know, it, there's something. It might be a stillness about something, but they can tell there's something different about you. And oftentimes, the Bible talks about it. You need to have an answer for people that ask you because they'll ask you, what is that? They, they can tell us, what? What is it about you? I've had people ask me many times if I'm high. <laughs> I kid you not. I don't know what that is. I'm just... <laughs> you know, I'm happy, you know, because this... In my life, I love this. I love this walking with God and knowing God and letting this reflect out. <laughs> I was in Chicago once with a missionary. We, I went with him because he had to get uh, his passport or something like that straightened out. So we were there and it, it was going to take a couple of hours before they could get it done. So we're in downtown Chicago. We're just killing time. And I'm, we're standing on a street corner in downtown Chicago. And I got a briefcase with me and my Bible's in there. And, uh, and, and we're, I'm just, you know, we're just standing there and just, <laughs> just enjoy, just enjoying the sunshine from the inside. I tell you, I see, you know, it's one thing to people say, oh, you're so lucky to have been in California, enjoy the sunshine on that. It does feel good, but I'll tell you what feels a lot better is the sunshine that's shining on the inside coming out because you can enjoy that all the time, <laughs> which is encouraging for those of us in Wisconsin. So anyway. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just, just, and this guy comes walking up to me and he slides over to me and he's going like this and he goes, what you got in the bag, man? And I went, what? What you got in the bag? I thought, oh my gosh, this guy thinks I'm high. So I went. That's some powerful stuff, man. <laughs> he gets all excited. Oh, okay. He's like, come here, come here, come here. So we come around the corner. He's like, right, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. So I got down with my briefcase and I'm going. And I take my Bible out and I hand it to him. 
And he goes like this. What do you do, lick the pages? <laughs> I said, no, man, no, man, you, you read it. <laughs> he was very disappointed, I must say. But that's this life of God, the presence that you feel, this wonderful, energizing. You see, for us, it's not pie in the sky after you die. We're experiencing God right now. We experience right now. Even through our trials, even through our troubles, when things are good, when things are bad, there's still this glorious presence of God. It is the life of God in us. Now, not only do we have this on a personal level, but there are these glorious times when God shows up in a special way in a church. The Bible writes about this and it teaches us about this. In fact, we read about it in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. We call them spiritual gifts. They're like, you know, spiritual hand grenades. They got, let's go off, in different places. All right? Now, he says, now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments of supernatural energy. How many of you could use an endowment of supernatural energy this morning? Hallelujah, I can't see you over in Stevens Point, but I know you're there. Appleton, I know you're there. You need that supernatural energy of God in your life. Now, he says, I don't want you to be misinformed about these things. And he starts to explain what some of them look like. He says, to one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom. Give someone direction that they desperately want to know. You ever felt like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I want to know what to do. And God, someone gives a word and boom, can just give you direction. Wow, it's amazing. To another, the power to express a word of knowledge. Somehow someone can know something about you that you don't know how they can know about it. If you've never had that happen, it's pretty cool. To another, wonder working faith. See, there's faith. We all have faith. You can't get to God without any kind of faith. But then there's supernatural faith. There's this gift of faith. There's this hand grenade version of faith that comes along from time to time. And it's very powerful. It's like, you know, the story about the granny who lifts a car to get her grandkid out. You know, just it's that kind of energy physically. It's that kind of energy spiritually. Where the mountains in your life are moved because someone has a level of faith that's even shocking to them. It's called a gift of faith. To another, extraordinary powers of healing. Some of you could use that. Sick, struggling, it would be great if someone could come and have a gift of healing. A lot of us struggle in that area. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophetic insights. To another, the ability to discern and distinguish between spirits. On and on this list of stuff goes. Now these are the special workings of the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about, in the church. And they are unpredictable and they can pop up at any time through any person. Now the problem here is that a lot of people have been taught that this only comes through the pastor. This only comes through the man of God. Whoever the man of God is, you have to say it that way too, God. Whoever the man of God is, it comes through them and it's got to be, I've got to be able to touch the pastor. That's why some people in our type of church uh, don't like it, you know, because the pastor who speaks to them on Sunday morning is not always here and I can't touch him or he's on a screen and I can't touch him, I can't touch him, I can't get my miracle because I need to touch the man of God. But you're missing this. It's not about one guy. It's not about the pastor. I know. 
I am the pastor. I don't have this stuff. There's not a button I can push to zap out these things to you. If I could, I would. I promise you. But the beautiful thing about it is God pops up, the Bible teaches, in the church. In the church. At various times. The Holy Spirit is like the whack-a-mole of God. You know what I'm talking about? The whack-a-mole? You play that game with a stupid thing, you don't know where they're at. You keep missing because you're too old. But anyway... The whack-a-mole, the Holy Spirit, like, bloop, 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 bloop. Now, here's the catch. I truly believe, and a lot of people say, well, how come we don't see more miracles today? <laughs> you know, I don't think God has changed. I really don't. I think we've changed, okay? I tell people, people say, you know, if you feel God's moved away from you, guess who moved? It's you. God doesn't move. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. These expressions of the Holy Spirit still happen today. So, well, how come we don't see them very often? Because a lot of you don't stick around long enough to find them out. I promise you, there's some of you right now, over in Stevens Point, you are confused, you have to make a decision, you don't know what to do, you've been praying, you've been praying, who has the answer for me? You know who might have the answer? The guy on the other side of the church. Who somehow he knows something that you, he doesn't even know he knows it. And would have the answer for you, but you don't know. Because you know what we do in America? We go to church at the last possible second, half of us late. And then as soon as it's over, we get out of here. I am convinced, you know the Bible says God answers our prayers. In fact, Jesus said he answers all of them. Well, how come I don't get my answer? You're probably not sticking around long enough to find it. You know, when we get to heaven, there's going to be people who are going to ask the question, Lord, how come you didn't, how can, you know, I needed this, or I prayed, and you didn't, how come you didn't give it? He said, I, he said, I, I, I did. When? Man, I must have sent 20 different people to you. whack a mole all over your church. But you never stuck around. You don't get to know about anybody. I'm like, I know, it's the culture. You know, you come to church, you run. <laughs> you sneak in and run out. <laughs> they come in slow. <laughs> and when it's done, it's, ah! okay, I get it. I get it, but I'm telling you, there's no shortcuts to this stuff. God has some miracles and answers for prayers in your life that you're never going to find because these, what does he call them? Special endowments of supernatural energy that he keeps popping up and he'll do it for you. You never find it because you never connect with anybody. You have to understand the church experience is about really connecting with people. Sitting in church, standing up, turning around, shaking the hand of the person next to you is not connecting. You know, shaking their hands, hoping they don't have cooties. <laughs> Running out to the disinfectant bar as fast as you can ever. <laughs> Getting out of here, all right? So how do we connect? I don't have time. Well, you know, get involved in these life groups. And I know our church does not have a small percentage of our congregation. What do you think percentage-wise? Robert. Robert, Pastor Bob. Less than 20%. Less than 20%, easily. That means most, and listen, I love, I love that you come. I do. I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to get you some answers here. 
But most of you don't get involved. So most of your experiences, you come to church and you get out of here. You come in, come in slow, you leave fast. You've never really connected with people you don't know. You don't get involved in life groups. You don't have anyone you can really, or you have one or two people that you share. So, well, I got a couple of friends and we get together. Yeah, but the whack-a-mole could be popping up anywhere. In fact, in the New Testament, when you read about the miracles that were happening in the church, it says they were of one heart, one mind, one accord. They all knew everything about everybody. They were an extremely close group. The Bible says the people who had money would give it to the people who didn't have money, which is good when you ain't got the money. How did they know that? Because they were so close. They connected. As opposed to America. Nobody should know my business, our business. Nobody should know our business, you know. They were a fellowship. And there's no shortcut. And I don't think God is going to change for us. So we've got to ask ourselves, do you want to experience these special endowments of supernatural energy or not. Most of us, we want to hide and live away from people as much as we possibly can. I get it. It's part of the American culture. It is what it is, but I don't think God gives 10 cents care about our culture. He has promised, and the word teaches, that when he sent this Holy Spirit, not only this Holy Spirit that we experience, but these special gifts that we need from time to time in our life are popping up. And I believe most of them go unanswered unconnected, unredeemed. I think he keeps sending them because he says he will. But we don't connect because we don't connect. I think people often miss out on the answers God has for them because they don't take the time to connect with the people that God might use to bring them the answer. My encouragement to you, get connected, okay? Look, it's a free country. You can do whatever you want. Me, I want to be as connected as I can because I want this stuff. I want to know this. I want, I need this stuff, you know? You know, my life isn't just so on automatic pilot all the time. Our life has been greatly blessed because we try to, we want to be sensitive. I'm going to talk more about this next week. How can you find this stuff? How do you find the whack-a-moles? All right? So we'll talk more about this. So we're not done. I just want you to know when we say we believe in the Holy Spirit, it's a big stinking statement. It's a very short phrase in that creed, but it's a big deal. It's what breathes the life of God into the Christian community. An energy source that, quite frankly, most of the time we don't take advantage of. We'll talk more about it next week. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and for your truth. Help us to grow. God, I know you have so many wonderful things for people because you love us. You love everybody listening to me right now. And you want to do wonderful miracles in their lives. There's people who are watching me on TV right now. Talk about never experiencing the whack-a-mole. I mean, they're, they're often sitting in front of their TV set in their underwear, for heaven's sakes. God, get it through to people. They got to connect. The people, if they want to really start experiencing God, you don't do it on an island all by yourself. Help us, Lord, to start getting out of our comfort zones, to start doing the things we need to truly experience all these wonderful gifts that you have for us. We're used to fast food service, Lord, where we just drive up and get what we want and take off. Well, that might work in our economic culture, but it doesn't work in the spiritual culture because I don't think, God, that you change to accommodate us. We are the ones who need to change to accommodate you and help those who really have needs in their lives to realize if they're going to really experience God, they're going to need to start making some changes. Help us to make those changes and continue to give us insights on these matters, we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next week.